Nobody ever believes me when I tell them that I met Sigmund Freud. Anyway, it wasn't Dr. Freud who analyzed me. It was Dr. Kettlebaum in London. And what was Kettlebaum's verdict? He said my whole trouble was associating ideas with words and names. My marriage to Fred Breedlove, for example. He said I married Fred because of the combination of ideas suggested by his name. And uh, have you been taken in by any odd psychological theories? That's from Bad Seed. And I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. It's an opportunity for you to ask me any questions that are on your mind. And I won't tell you that it's because of your name that you have done XYZ. You want things that make sense to you. You want to make sense of your inner world just as much as you want to make sense of your outer world. And you can always call me toll-free, 1-877-DRKENNER. That's toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. And you can visit my website, drkenner.com. And right now, I want to welcome T to the phones. T, you are worried about uh, friendship or worried about how to forgive a friend? Yes, ma'am. Yes, uh, what's going on? It's happening here in Texas, so it's... Okay. Uh, it seems like I'm... Uh, 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 how would I call it? Uh, not fixated, but it, it may be a, a guilt issue of remembering certain friendships certain mistakes and trying to go back and connect with the with the old friendships or acquaintances. Okay. But obviously, a lot of people have already formed uh, an impression that couldn't get out of mud, basically. It's kind of stuck. Okay. Uh, on either side. For me, it's hard kind of to forgive myself because the less they respond. Yeah the more guilty I've felt about it, as if I did something very bad. So you need an objective way to analyze what you yourself see as a misstep, what you yourself see as something that you wish you hadn't done, and you feel it's appropriate that you should feel guilty. But the, the silence is, in a, in a way, deadly, because it's not allowing you to connect and... Uh, repair the wound, the wound primarily to yourself, but also to them. Yes, ma'am. So if, could you give me one example of one that's really painful for you, a friendship? You know, tell me what you think you did in a nutshell cause, uh, because of time factors, but what did you do to a friend and tell, just give me the, the nutshell version. Um. Something like very big back then. Yes. Really nothing too big. But a friend used me to uh, almost what I call, as what I call, and that was like 15 years ago, in a military plan to attack somebody when it was all about two people falling in love with one girl. But I had to be in the middle to side. And at that time, I decided to tell both of them something bad. Okay, which was... And just leave both of, both, both my friends, male friends. And, uh, and then, after all, the lady left both of them anyway. Okay. And that's what I told them. She will leave. Your friendship is broken. Now you're choosing for me to choose one side, and I will choose 
none of your friendship, so I just have to leave. Okay, so basically, when you said you attacked someone, did you physically attack someone? Oh, no, 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 no. It's, 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 uh, almost none of this was physical. It's all about whether you support me or support somebody else. Whether, uh, you loan me money to start a business or not, how much you trust me or not. Okay, did someone ask you to loan money or to loan them money? Yeah, certain situations, like I said, none of it escalates to the point of attacking my integrity for eternity. Okay, I hear you. Okay, see, so... This and that, or really attacking somebody with a knife and that kind of stuff. You know, I was never that aggressive or that uh, passionate about any crime. (laughs) Right. I guess it's all about guilt, maybe for something that other people may see as silly. Okay, so... if you can recognize that, that you may be holding yourself in a court of law that's not non-objective, meaning you may not be being fair to yourself. If I had two friends come to me, and I like them both, but they're both in love with the same uh, gal or guy, and yeah. they tell me, you got to stick with me, or you got to stick with... The other one comes over and says, well, you've got to support me. You've been my friend. I would say I value both of you, and I'm not going to get in the middle of this. And when you guys resolve it, um, then, you know, let me know. But I don't want to be drawn into a fracas, an argument, a fight, a battleground over a woman when I don't even... (laughs) I. I'm not attracted, you know, I'm not the one fighting for the woman. Now, that happens all the time, T, in friendships, all the time. I I don't mean every day, but it's a very common occurrence where, look what happens in divorce. That is true. If a husband and wife split up, and what happens to the friends? They have to choose sides. And and typically at the beginning, they say, you know, some say they're not going to choose sides. We love you both. There's good in both of you. And and that's usually a temporary unstable situation. Because if the divorce was a nasty one, if the divorce was a decent one, that's that's more more feasible situation. If it's a nasty divorce, what happens? People choose sides. Or they walk away from both and say, listen, my life is too short. I want to, they may not say it in these untactful words, but they may be thinking. They will will do it. Right. And and they might just move away and segue over to other friends who are not going through a tumultuous time and not trying to pull them in opposite directions, like pulling the arms of an octopus in all different directions. It's like, I don't play octopus. And I don't think you need to play that. So if you walked away and you didn't beat up on them or attack them physically, and you just said, hey, listen, I want out of this. I don't want to have to choose sides. There was so much slandering between the two of them. It bored me to death. Okay. It put me in a difficult situation where I thought, back then. Okay. I think these guys, something wrong with them because there is, we're very... None of us was ugly. Yeah. Very young, twenty twenty one. Right. So many fish in the sea. Why would you be stuck to the same divorced, ugly woman? 
<laughs> okay. You know, and so, I'm like, no, 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 no. Something's wrong with these guys. But so, then I still think I should have been probably more mature about it. Or I don't know. Oh, well, that's a, that's a different that's a different situation. I can say about many things in my life when I was younger, I should have been more mature about it. In fact, occasionally I still have those moments, geez, I didn't handle that very maturely, <laughs> and I'm a psychologist. So, if you're easy on yourself and you learn from experience, it's called adopting a learning stance, and you just learn, what if I learn now? How would I handle it a bit differently? Very nice. You pat yourself on the shoulder and say, yeah, I've got more skills going forward. In terms of the past, it sounds like you, within the context of what you're telling me, you made a reasonable decision to walk away from both of them. And that's not betraying them because they, in a sense, betrayed you. They put you in an awkward situation. And whose life is it? If they are friends, who chooses your friends? Me. Based on what? Your evaluation of them. Are they good for me or bad for me? And sometimes people get better with time. Sometimes people make worse and worse choices and destroy their own character. And even if you love them at one point, you don't love them anymore. And so it's a constant process of looking at your own emotional response towards a person and learning to ask yourself, what's contributing to my liking this person or my feeling ambivalent or my feeling negative towards the person? And when you give yourself that skill T of evaluating a person accurately, knowing what it's based on, you can get rid of what my favorite author termed unearned guilt. Earned guilt, you own it. Unearned guilt you don't own it, you dump it, you put it in the trash, and you put a smile back on your face, you have a wonderful warmth, you have a wonderful laugh, and I think you have a right to have good friends in your life. So thank you so much for the call, T. And I appreciate you very much. Okay. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and the show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. You can pick up the phone and call me right now. Toll free, one 877 drkenner 